Let's do this. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> do you got the tingles? You feel the tingles? A little postseason. I got the fever, man. I got the fever. I got. I'm breaking out in sweats. I got diarrhea. I got the whole thing. Well, hopefully it's not that bad. No, you know, I mean, honestly, it's more like a loose stool situation, but no one wants to hear about that. Certainly not on a baseball podcast. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) That's a completely different podcast. I think that's a fetish (laughs) podcast, isn't it? Yes, in Germany. It's very popular. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to jump into it today because, I mean, we're in postseason baseball and it's good times here. This is episode 112 of Foul Territory. I'm John Sumple. He's Jed Rigney. I am Jed Rigney. And this is the National Lampoon's Animal House episode, which for some reason is ahead or behind Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Uh, Scratching my head over that one. We're going to stick with this list, though. Because we started out there. So number 12 right. on the list, coinciding with episode 112 of Foul Territory. Yeah, great movie. Any thoughts Animal on, House. yeah, great movie, yeah, Animal House. So many lines, still repeated to this day. It's multi-generational yes. thing, which is one of the things that's great about it, is that every generation that finds it, loves it, and it just will live on forever. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But, and much like this podcast, a futile and stupid gesture. <laughs> what is that? Uh, what is the line? Fat, dumb, and stupid is no way to go through life, son, or, or something like that. <laughs> Fat and others, uh, dumb and stupid are the same. There's uh, just one of the great lines. Dean I think one of them is drunk. Life. Yeah, drunk, fat, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he, the look that Belushi gives was like, what? What do you mean? Yeah, well, he, how right was Dean Wormser, Wormer, though? Right? Wormser? Well, he, just Wormer. Pretty, he, he hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah, maybe he should have mentioned something about not doing cocaine. <laughs> yes. It's like, stay away from eight balls while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we, we have uh, plenty of baseball to go through. We've got to catch up on... Um, the wild card games, uh, I got to say, I was kind of surprised by both of them. I kind of had a feeling that uh, the two teams that made it were going to lose and the two teams that lost were going to make it, and it, that didn't happen. Well, both I saw the Rays up. stacking up against the A's, which, by the way, rhyming team names is amazing. Uh-huh. Rays and A's. And I, was, and I was like, oh, okay, the Rays are going to throw Charlie Morton, very good pitcher this year. I mean, in the era of great everyone post-peak. hitting home runs, season too. He's a great and then pitcher. I was like, "Oh, who are the uh, who are the Athletics pitching as their starter, their ace, Sean Manaya, the guy who's been hurt all year." <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Not Sean Manaya. Who? You know what they should have done is just start with Jesus Lazardo and just been like, "This is our guy." Mm-hmm. He wound up coming in, I think, pitching three innings and. Four strikeouts. He's going to be amazing next year. I mean, I'm yeah. all in on that guy. Yeah. But uh, this year, I, you know, sometimes you just need an ace. And Sean Manaya is a nice number two, number three starter, but he's no ace. You know, I, I kind of wish, you know, I just don't like this one and done thing. To work that hard to get there and then you're done in nah. one game. I'd love to see a best two out of three at a neutral site. But did they really work that hard, John? I mean, they're the wild card. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, to have your season dashed, you know, after one game is is kind of tough. And I always maybe the move here, the, John, is to not celebrate getting the wild card. Do you know that, what I mean? That would be, yeah, it's like uh, there's more work to do here, gents. Let's, yeah, like uh, maybe what you do is you give each other like an extra higher five, like it's a slightly right. higher five than you normally high five. Yeah, but there's no the reason to be like, we made it into the playoffs because you're not really in the playoffs. You basically made it into a playoff to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Let's settle yeah. down, people. That's really all it is. Yeah, it is not. Yeah. It's, it, there, a lot rides on one game. and That's just a, yeah. a challenge, especially the way that yeah. some of these teams. It's like we're going to go all in to get in to the wild card game. So we're going to use our absolute best pitchers to secure that spot. And then we're kind of going to piece it together in that one game. Yeah, well, that's why I like the Cardinals ending the season with their best pitcher on the mound, making sure they won their division because then they actually mm -hmm. made the playoffs. Right, right. They knew they were in. They knew they had, you know, five-game series coming up. Yeah. So then we had on the other side of the equation, uh, oh, the Nationals the, finally. <laughs> oh. Were, I mean, how, how could you? How Trent could Grisham. You, oh, my gosh. Oh, that was bad. But did, did you did you notice the way? I don't know if he was just it was a combination of a, a of an error and a bad angle, but it, the ball definitely seemed to take a weird side hop. Oh yeah, this but isn't he, what like Buckner like through the wickets like no that was no, one was of those things where you maybe play. a little too aggressive, you know, coming up on yeah. it, you know, maybe a little out of position, maybe he's not used to playing right field because he's more of a center field left field guy, but you know. Yelich is out. To circle around it, yeah, as opposed to you know attack the ball. And it yeah, just was and like, maybe it was oh lights time. You know, time of day. The time of day is slightly different for playoffs. You know, it could happen to anyone, but it happened to him, and it cost him the game. It's amazing. But I also look at that as hater. What happened? I mean, here's a lights out guy, and he couldn't find. That's the, the thing, though. He hasn't been that lights out, and he's been giving up a lot of runs. I had him on my yeah. big money team, and fortunately, he didn't stop me from winning a lot of money but he was not that impressive and blue saves like he gave up a home run in the last week of the right i guess yeah. the last couple of days to sam hilliard who's lefty yeah. and can barely hit left-handed pitching but right. the rockies put that. him out there because it was like man <laughs> yeah i couldn't believe and hater should have just dominated him and it right. was on an o2 count i hits a home run late swing yeah 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 and it's part of that's the ball right but at the same mm -hmm. time, like maybe he's not quite as unhittable as he was, and, uh, and you know, he was probably now of course he's completely unhittable because he's sitting at right. home not pitching, <laughs> right? And he's probably better suited. You know, you find out when somebody gets into the closer role mentality for a season, it's a different whole different ball game than being the two inning setup guy, because he was dominant as the two inning setup guy. Yeah, and, I don't. I don't uh, know. I don't, I don't know. I don't su subscribe to that necessarily. But I will say, like, even when they were bringing him in in like a two inning, I mean, I don't think. I think technically, I'm gonna be honest with you, John. I think technically, teams should not have a closer. Right. Committed. They should have a couple right. guys that like you. You mix and match, and like, oh, we got a couple hitters coming up who hit lefties well or hit righties well, and we adjust accordingly. I think that's what you should do yeah but at the okay. same time like haters been amazing and nearly unhittable and then more and more the second half of the season hittable and like giving up home runs too, like mm -hmm. total mm -hmm. max scherzer disease scherzer itis right. scherzer itis scherzer itis 
coined here. You heard it first. <laughs> was very was it uh, glavinitis? I remember that from my youth. Glavinitis. The gi- giving up runs in the first inning was a mm. a Tom Glavin mm-hmm. syndrome. Yeah, always settled down though. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was really surprised. That was one of those games where, like you know, uh, it, it was in hand. You know, the game was in hand. Yeah, should have been. They over. were right there. And, yeah. And they were just doing yeah, their just, thing, right? Like four innings from the starter. Same thing they did mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Four innings from the starter. And then bring in the, bring in the closers, bring in the relievers, yeah. bring in the high yeah. strikeout guys. Except but yeah, that Josh Hader. That's going to be a tough one to, for both Hader and uh, um, what's his name in left, right field? Um, Grisham, Grisham to yeah. deal with. Yeah. That's going to be yeah. a tough one. Fortunately, it was just like a, a low-stakes wild-card game. It wasn't like a yeah, was no, you know, game six line. or game seven. <laughs> nothing was really on the line. It was like they were just getting started, and they didn't get started. But I will say, Brandon Woodruff, back from injury, looking strong. Look good, yeah. Looking strong. Yeah. That is a hell of a pitcher. He's another guy to look for next year for all you fantasy yeah, baseballers. He, he, He's going to yeah, be he awesome. Was, he emerged last year in the postseason, and everybody's That's like, right. where's this guy been? And then yeah. Yeah, he dominated in the postseason yeah. last year. And then he carried it forward to this year, but then got injured. So I know he had a little bit of a rocky, a couple of rocky starts in April, but um, yeah, he's going to be great. He's, I think he's, he's got, I don't want to say ace potential, but like, I think he'll be the ace of the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not saying much. <laughs> I know. Okay. But like a number two starter, much. like he's, right. he's like a, you know, like a Zach Grinky level guy, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So then we have uh, the Dodgers taking care of business, kind of uh, doused any enthusiasm that the Nationals had with their – they mowed them down last night. Yeah, and they basically just barely scored any runs against the lefty starter, which is the Dodgers all season, and basically the last three years as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then got to the bullpen and <laughs> Fernando Rodney tossing up uh, batting practice for the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. Looking goofy as ever. yeah. But you know that's cap. that's no the errors. Dodgers team is no built for shot. this, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And what was the other game? There was another. Well, game then the other game was the Braves game. The Braves Cardinals oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. kerfluffle. Seven runs scored in the <laughs> last inning, and <laughs> it's crazy. Four crazy. for the Cardinals, three for the Braves. Got it close. Uh, Acuna kind of dogs out a, a watches a single hit off the wall. Probably should have run it out and made it a double. Could have cost them a run that would have won them the game, blah, 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 all that stuff. Made up for it with a two-run home run. Yeah. Sort of. That sort of makes up for it, maybe. Yeah. A little too late, though, no? Yeah. yeah. It's another one of those games that seemed like that they were they were you know in charge in hand, had the game in hand, and it went all went crazy. But isn't it interesting? End. Like, you and I have been talking about since the All-Star break, that the Braves needed a closer, right? Mm-hmm. They needed mm-hmm. bullpen help. And they went out and they got these guys who were like Mark Melanson and Shane right. Green. And like, these are guys who are doing well now, but these are not guys that you necessarily want to count on in the playoffs. And Green did right. fine yesterday, but then Melanson crapped the bed and the other guy, Luke Jackson, I think, right. he crapped yeah, the bed. I think he gave up the tying run. Because I didn't, I had a, my mind was on other things yesterday related to customer service nightmare, so I couldn't watch the game. But the um, 
one player, the, the the reliever for the Braves, came out and didn't even throw a pitch and tweaked some muscle somewhere before. Yeah, he even Chris threw a Martin. Pitch. Yeah, yeah. And but that probably upset the rhythm because somebody had to get up and get yeah. ready right away, right? And and look, so be honest like, with you, the the runs that Luke Jackson gave up, like that bloop double to left, like that's barely fair and not a well hit ball, and it. But you know, sometimes those are. Just as yeah. dangerous as a home run, you know, or yeah, maybe not as dangerous, happen. but, and yeah. you know, it's just baseball. And was it uh, Matt Carpenter who's been struggling all year? Just fists one, which is my favorite baseball term of all time. <laughs> he fisted it. Gross. <laughs> fisted one There's into the children screen. watching. Why are they saying this? Right. I think announcers well, try to get away with stuff like that. Yeah. He fisted one up the alley. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, these announcers are all perverts. They're like, yeah, he's stroking that wood back and forth in the plate, back and forth, stroking that wood. What are you saying? He's swinging a bat. Calm down, uh, you old pervert. So uh, we have the other two games are starting uh, in the American League today, right? Or one in the American League, one in the National League today. Wait, no, they were both American League yesterday, so both – both nationally, yes, they're both American League teams playing today. Right. So what is your what is your guesstimate on the, the matchups? Who, well, I mean, I think the I think the Astros are gonna win and I think the Yankees are gonna beat the Twins. I would love the Twins to beat the Yankees, but have they ever? They right. they aren't they historically just like unable to beat the Yankees? I mean so you say Yankees? I've been watching sure. Last of the Mohican or something. <laughs> the Yankee? <laughs> the the Yankees. <laughs> the Yankees. So the uh but it should be a slugfest. We we got two three hundred home run teams. And I watch it turn out to be a bunch of two one ball games. I know, but yeah, you know one, what? It's one, gonna one be a lot of home runs. Oh, well they are yeah, gonna keep CC out. Did you see that? Did we have a note no, about that? That's yeah, there is yeah. Not on the playoff roster. Yeah. At least for this crazy? round. Which is, you know, you know, it's I. If you're a fan of CC Sabathia, you're probably a little disappointed. Obviously, he's a little disappointed, but you got to win. You know, he's a big disappointed, John. He's a big disappointed. <laughs> well, he's just a big everything. I mean, he's like yeah, six eight or big. whatever. Yeah, six eight, and that's two, just his seven, circumference. <laughs> I don't know. Is that is six eight a big circumference? I assume that's a big circumference. It right? seems big. Seems big to me. What would um, that be, a 70, 80-inch uh, waistline? Okay, yeah, be a pretty maybe big, he's not that big. Pretty big waistline, okay. yeah. That would be a big waistline. I don't think they make pants that size. <laughs> Custom uh, tents? Made. You get it like a tent? What else we got here? A um, lot, lot of uh, post-season, uh, post-regular season, you know, headlines with who's getting fired, uh, already speculation about whether players are going to be uh, coming back or extensions are going to be offered. Who's going to be getting the big ARB salaries? And, you know, it, 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 this is, to me, this is actually one of the most, I hate to say that as much as I love the game and watching the games and stuff like that, I, as I've gotten older, I, and especially because you're into fantasy baseball, when you're playing fantasy baseball, the off season seems to be just as exciting. In some cases, yeah. a little bit more exciting because of all of the details that are, that, yeah. that take place in the off season. Yeah, that used to be is like when the season was over, it kind of went to the slump, the doldrums. I don't feel that way at all. I think you know baseball is 365 days a year now. 
Yeah, and you know, some people in the in the baseball world complain about you know, like, oh, well, it takes so long for the free agents to sign, and in the other sports, they all sign immediately. But like, yeah, but then they assign immediately, and then then what are you talking about? You're not talking right. about free agent signings anymore because everyone's already signed. Everyone's already picked their teams. Da, 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 da. But in baseball, it drags out, and it's like, who's going to get fired? Who's going to get traded? Who's going to? Because there's no trades right. in basketball and football, but there's trades in baseball because you can trade prospects, and you can trade veterans, and you can mm-hmm. trade contracts, mm-hmm. and you can trade. And it's just, it's such a it's such a great sport for that because there's so much to talk about already about the sport and the people that love the sport love to talk about it. And so it just gives you more and more to speculate and whatever. Well, and the prospect just, thing is the big part of it because, and I know, would no love though, sport. I would love if some of this was put on hold until after the playoffs. Like, I know you can't do that in this day and age. Like everything's got to be like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Scoop, and like, we got to yeah, hear about what the Mets are doing. Yeah, we got to yeah. who's fired and, and you got it's got to be now, and you got to post it on Twitter. Like, there's the playoffs are going on, guys. Let's. I wish we yeah, could focus, focus on, on that. that. I, you know, I also, you know, wish I had a million bucks in my back pocket, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I might, John. I'm not going to look though. I don't want to be disappointed. Well, before we get into some of the the manager carousel that's going on, uh, there's a huge bet was wagered on the Astros. Oh, right. This week. Yeah. Three point five million dollars, crazy. Yeah, that's a good. I think that's a good bet. To be honest with you, I mean it's uh, a solid bet. Yeah, it's a solid bet. The Astros to win the World coin. Series, but you got to figure it's just coin. like a marketing thing, right? Like that's sure, half right. the value right there. Is yeah. is it yeah. worth three point cool. five million dollars in marketing and blah? Maybe. Maybe, you know, if that, if that guy is sitting on a couch out in front of one of his furniture stores and people can <laughs> say, let's go see the crazy furniture store owner that bet the yeah. ranch on. Uh, and But for this guy, it's probably, you know, beer money. <laughs> well, enough, it's like uh, it reminds me of Raising Arizona, right? It's unpainted, uh, unpainted Arizona, unpainted mm-hmm. Houston. So this mm-hmm. guy, um, uh, I, I like it, though, because like Houston is a is is a big city but it's not a huge city and it it all it feels very um of the texas cities i've been in it's one of the most it's like protective of itself you know or i guess austin's a bit that way too but it's a little loosey-goosey but houston is very like proud of itself right right because it's like the worst smog in the country it's got the worst some of, of the worst humidity. heritage and yeah. the, and it's oil and it but also it's like they feel a little crapped on but also they get the hurricanes off the you know, off the Gulf and like mm-hmm. they're beset upon, right? Like right. by Dallas by is people little and by, right. And it's so not they, really they have a, a bit of a complex about it. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's cool. I think mean, you position yourself as like the Astros guy without actually paying the Astros any money. Right. Like it's smart. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. do it actually, John. That's what I'm going to do Go for it. <laughs> Foul territory owner, co-owner Jed Rigney bets. $3.5 on the Dodgers to win the World <laughs> Series. Uh, was the it, smaller scale surpri- bet. <laughs> Just stepping back into that Dodgers series again, were you surprised that Kershaw didn't get the ball in the first game? Um, No. I was surprised when Kershaw pitched in the last game of the year for an inning. Oh, he did? He, p- he pitched on Sunday? Just one inning. Yeah, and so then I knew I knew that they were going to be not starting him 
uh, this game. But, you know, Bueller's the best pitcher on their staff. And Kershaw's still quite excellent. Um, but Bueller is the best. I mean, he's maybe what the second or third best, third best pitcher in the National League right now, behind Degrom and mm-hmm. Scherzer, and mm-hmm. based on performance, better than Scherzer. So, well, um, I think uh, the the ESPN Cy Young predictor statistic. I don't know what their criteria is, but they have. Uh, I think Kershaw is the number two in the in their prediction behind. Uh, I mean, it's Degrom, right? Like, I mean, there's no way it's not Degrom. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. Was it? The, I don't remember who it was ahead, but I think they had. Um, These numbers are just crazy think, this year. Like, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the uh, you know the uh, the Mets are not uh, up to par. But they, you know, yeah, I don't know. I should say, but well, let's talk a little bit about some of the offseason moves. Because, okay, let's uh, roll into that. Yeah. So I guess the the big thing that happened uh, was Callaway, Mickey Callaway, getting fired. But at yeah. the same press press conference unprovoked uh brody van wagner says uh that noah syndergaard isn't going anywhere and neither is edwin diaz so no one asked well him, i think we just that, we all that knew that edwin diaz was not going anywhere because who would take him <laughs> for anything of value at all no one is the answer and syndergaard like i don't know they can't trade him because they can't get he went on a run after the the trade deadline, but then he hit a wall. And the other teams can see these stats. You know what I mean? They can see mm-hmm. the performance. Is not is Syndergaard even really a number two starter in the league, or is he just kind of like a hard throwing? Well, like is he like a Nate Eovaldi kind of guy? <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Trade him to Houston. He's an ace. He's, yes, I know. He's an ace. But right. Let's just say he stays on the Mets or gets traded somewhere else that doesn't have the Houston's you know pitching whatever <laughs> regimen right so you like, have, i just think uh, he's the number two or number three starter he's not he doesn't look like an ace he just throws hard like an ace but he doesn't like so does he avaldi avaldi throws 98 mm-hmm. gets 14 so million a year some, like that sounds about maybe Syndergaard. someday we'll see Syndergaard in the back of the bullpen i mean that would be a heck of a thing yeah he could be the next Edwin Diaz. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's the thing with 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 closers. They're, I mean, they're, they're kind of like anybody can be a closer. And I hate to say it like that, but you know, all you have to do is look at Blake Trinan had one of the all world seasons a year ago, and amazing season last year. This year, and amazing season this year. <laughs> this amazing closer, apparently. Right. But you know. Uh, it's just it, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of pitchers who could play that role. It's just more a matter, like you said earlier, it's mixing and matching. I, I think we're moving yeah. in that direction where you're going to be seeing more of that and more. Which I hate you know, for fantasy baseball, starts. but that's yeah. the better way to play baseball. I think like for yeah. fantasy baseball, like I like that there's when there's a closer and he gets the save and you count that as a save on your statistics. But when it's like mm-hmm. there's like three guys that they go to and you don't know if your guy's going to be the guy and you really need that save. It's tough, but who cares? Yeah. Baseball, the real baseball is all that really matters. Am I right, fans? Am I right, listeners? By the way, go rate and review our podcast. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Next thing. <laughs> so with, with Callaway on the out. That's the interactive uh, portion of the show. <laughs> I heard, I heard uh, David Cohn kind of throw his hat into the ring of wanting to be a manager. You know, someone asked him, and he's like, "Yeah, if the Yankees or the Mets call, I'd I'd pick up the phone." 
I just so, think that know, this yeah. thing about picking former players who have like tangential managerial contact is just it's such a crapshoot. Like I don't know. Like it's so it just seems like, hey, here's our here's our ship, here's our vessel. Right. This guy was on a ship before. Let's put him as the captain. I feel like right. it's just a weird, and I know a lot well, of it's just like managing egos and stuff, but like, shouldn't they have to go to the minor leagues and manage like a little yeah, bit? Well, the the two names that keep coming up over and over again over the last couple of seasons is Raul Abanez and um, Carlos Beltran. Yeah, right. Good guys, uh, and, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Abanez I can see. He's a, he definitely one of those like students of the game, and but I think Beltran was too. Beltran is one of those uh, clubhouse galvanizers type of guy. Right. Uh, but the, what but what you don't have when you move from you know playing into managing is is the experience uh, in as a baseball operations person and yeah. and, and a minor league development person and, and the ins and outs of dealing with upper management. So, you know, that's it. There's a learning curve there, although you've had, you know, several people who've had great success with that. And I think that we're moving more towards the younger guys because they're the ones who are at least open to adopting or already students of the advanced metrics. So that makes right. a big, big. And also, I think the younger players in the league are going to relate better. And also the league sure. is getting even younger. Mm-hmm. So instead yeah. of average player being 25 years old, it's more like or I guess the average player would be more like 27, but then now it's more like 25 with all these guys coming in. Like Juan yeah, Soto just finished his second full coming. season. Yeah. He's 20. <laughs> right. Right. Makes a difference. So we have a couple of other firings. Uh, Angels fired Brad Asmus after one year. and Also, one last Brad. note, John, on the, on the Callaway firing. He got the mm-hmm. Mets to 85 wins, which is basically what everyone thought they would be. So basically, he did his job, and he got fired. And the reason he got fired is because all general managers want to bring in their own guy. And mm-hmm. Brody Van Van Wagenen was that his name? Van Wagenen. Yeah. Van, 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 Van The GM Van wanted to right. bring in his own guy, so Brody. he fired Mickey Calloway. Yeah. Brody. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call him Brody. All right. Anyway, yeah. that's yeah, all I have to say name. about that. Great name. Brad Osmus. Brad Osmus, so one year and done on a three-year contract, so he gets uh, yeah. paid for an additional two years to go and work for somebody else who's also going to pay him. So pretty good deal for Sweet. Brad financially. Yeah. Well, that's assuming someone's going to – you mean like at UPS or something like that? Someone else will hire no, him? he's interviewing for the Padres job. If the Padres – as a Dodger fan, I would love if the Padres hired Brad Osmus. That would be amazing. You know what they could also do is like – a shopping cart full of like brooms and and sticks. <laughs> that would also be a good option. But hey, you do you, Padres. You do you. I love this about the Angels. They had Sosha was there for what? Almost 20 years. 19 years. Yeah. 19 yeah. years. And it's like Brad Osmus, one. You know what? One. They should just every year they should just have a new manager and then just like just keep pouring money into him. Buy it, pay him for three years, keep him for one, and just like just hemorrhage cash into that as if that's the problem with the team. Well, one of the things that I read is that Brad Osmus was likely safe because Artie Moreno is not a big fan of paying two managers. Oh, so okay. the, yeah, but that, that didn't, that theory didn't hold water. Maybe he wants to pay three managers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of a foregone conclusion <laughs> that Madden will be their man. He's already scheduled to interview or maybe it's today. I think that he might be interviewing for the position, but 
think that was uh, and Epler said, oh, it has nothing to do with Madden's availability that we that we fired Brad Osmus. Right. I think it did. Right. Right. Well, I mean, I think if Brad Osmus was a good manager. I don't know. I'm sure you follow Angels baseball closely. <laughs> I don't know enough about. Well, John, uh, I do live in Los Detroit. Angeles like the Angels yeah. are in Los Angeles. They are. Like I'm the San Diego Padres are in Los Angeles. Right. The L.A. Chargers. <laughs> yes. Well, the, the L.A. Chargers are actually in Los Angeles somewhere, I though. Know, I don't know I where know. exactly. Are they still playing at a soccer field? or did, 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 I don't know, man. I don't know. It's I embarrassing. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like 48 people out there, you know. Like they all take turns sitting on the 50-yard line. It's embarrassing. We talked about Clint Hurdle, I think, last week. I think, I think we, we did, right? Yeah. Exposed that one in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he uh, he's gone, and uh, now Ray Searge is gone, and Tom Prince is gone. So all of these long termers with the Pirates, so they're cleaning house. And Huntington's yes. been around for a long time. Uh, maybe it's just more a matter of like the the cancer that invaded that clubhouse this year. You know, fights and you know other. I mean, they're pirates, like John. What do you expect? Yeah, arg, right? Debauchery. <laughs> Yeah, so they had to get rid of Ray Searage. <laughs> Arr, matey. The slider isn't cutting like it used to. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. But he used to be, as recent as like three years ago, he was considered one of the gurus. Right. And with his oh, the yeah. Searage slider, the Searage right. slider, and who, you know, can we ever get Ray Searage away from the Pirates and... and Oh, what a, what a great coup that would be! Not, I guess not. I guess I shouldn't be saying coup in this day and age, but um, what a what a uh, windfall it would be! I don't know, whatever. But I guess the with the new ball, the slider doesn't work so good, or something. And Maybe. the their pitching model is no longer the way to go. So bye bye, Ray Searage. Yeah, and he said that he's he would be fine man, uh, p- being a coach one more year and then being put out to pasture. He said that would be fine. He's got he's got no ill will towards the Pirates. It's part of the business, yeah. so that's just the way it goes. Yeah, I mean, a guy like that's always going to be able to like you know go around colleges, you know, right? Do right. being like a picking up chicks, you know, whatever. Right. Well, he's not <laughs> one of the he's not one of the advanced metrics guys. Right. He kind of unwillingly went down that path. And I think part of it is, you, you know, again, we, we always keep making fun of the Astros uh, and, and, you know, just go there. But they're they're on to something. Right. They're they're monitoring. Yeah. You know, things to the microcosm and having their pitchers make adjustments and it's making a difference. So if, right. if other teams and other coaches who haven't adopted that mentality aren't paying attention, they should be. And if they're not, then right. they won't be coaching and managing it's just as simple as that i agree uh what else we got here oh Corey kluber despite what pitched a little bit this year not too too much or did he pitch right. at all this year i think he pitched yeah, he did. a little bit in the in april right yeah yeah so the indians are going to not up well option. <laughs> right well they had to right like that's such a it's such a ridiculously low option that it wasn't yeah. really a question 
Yeah, I, I think the the Indians are at one of those like transitional points in time too. It's, it's, next season will be a um, hopefully for them, if you're an Indians fan, a, a bounce back season because of all the injuries to the pitchers that they've right. they, they suffered and still almost made it. They kind of yeah. were crappy at the beginning of the season, then had a mid season run and looked like the Indians of old. Uh, not too too far old, last few years, uh, and then all of a sudden fell apart at the end of the season. Yeah, just totally total inconsistency down the down the stretch run, and that yeah. you know it kind of made for boring uh, September baseball. You know the teams yeah. that we thought it was going to be exciting down to the wire. It, it kind of we were talking about oh having that excitement you know heading into the last weekend, and we really only had that with one two teams. Yeah, and it really it was only the question with the Brewers and the Cardinals right. of who was going to win the division right. and who was going to be the wild card. But yeah, the Cubs and the the Indians both were just like ruined yeah. it for everyone. Yeah, they they kind of messed it all up, and they were in the yeah. World Series not too long. Ago. But the Indians have a have a strong team, and they have some really cool prospects uh, mm-hmm. coming. Um, and they let Kipnis go, which is fine. They probably used him up but they have some they have some uh outfield and some they have a third base uh nolan jones coming there's like an on-base percentage machine you know and what's his pitching name prospects. seemed to recover jose ramirez mm-hmm. well the the pitching they always have pitching i mean shane bieber uh savale wherever they're pulling he's got clevenger just pull a guy out of their minor leagues, and all of a sudden they're you know a number three starter in the league. So, mm-hmm. do they have some magic guru sauce in Cleveland? Like the they must Astros have something team? going. They must have something mm-hmm. going. Um, <laughs> this this is just this is classic. Um, the Orioles, God love them. They sent out to all of their season ticket holders, all 10 of them, uh, a handwritten thank you note following their 108 loss season. That must, that yeah. must make, they just popped open those checkbooks and renewed their season tickets, I'm sure, after that. I think it would have been better to have them visit their house and apologize <laughs> rather than say thank you. <laughs> and give them like a back rub and maybe like a slice of pizza or something. Like, yeah. anyway, it's, I guess it's kind of like a, a charming thing to do is like trying to show they have some sort of like sense of pride or, or they're at least that they're aware that they had a bad season. <laughs> like, okay, right. well, at least, I mean, maybe thank you isn't the, the right word. Maybe an apology. Is there such thing as an apology note? Right. But the thing Sorry for your loss. Like most of these, yeah, most of these teams. Sorry for your gone. 108 losses. Most of the teams that have gone through this transition downward cycle have they they rise from the ashes within a couple of years. It doesn't seem that that's in the offing for the the Orioles. Right. It does it's seem the, like they have not quite reached the bottom. No. Even at 108 no. losses, they it does feel a little bit like they could still get to 112 next year. But do you do you? And see then they just have to build up the prospects, and I I don't I don't see them doing that. But do you see them looking like, you know, go back a decade, not even a decade, but seven, eight years, you know, you had both the Cubs and the Astros. Astros had three consecutive 100 yeah. loss seasons. Cubs had one lost 100 games. And now they're they're perennial. Well, <laughs> one of them is a perennial playoff team. Contenders. 
Yeah, contenders. And but does it Cubs feel like were the contenders? Orioles, do you feel like the Orioles will be? There I don't think they have soon? the infrastructure in place to no. do that. They're not, and it's not like they. I mean, they they have a couple of prospects, but their their best prospects are maybe in like the top hundred. They're not in the top fifty or the top seventy five, and it's like, oh, this. You know, Ryan Mountcastle, like, oh, he's a really good hitter, but, like, he's a DH. Like, oh, good. Where are they going to put Chris Davis? <laughs> so, so They should have had Chris Davis write all those notes, put him to use. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it probably did. They probably yeah, – they got to get something out of him, you know, right? I, I just how – does, how does a player like that come back? Can he come back? Is there any chance that he could even hit 250? Uh, you know, it's it it's it, if I'm him, I go to yeah you know, some some middle uh, or middle of India ashram to try to you know calm my soul and reconnect with my chi and I don't know. It's just it's whores. You mean more like get, get lots of whores? <laughs> like more whatever. Like I think, whatever anyway. it yeah. takes. Yeah. I saw he like got one of the last games of the year. He got like a game-winning uh, RBI, and it's just like, there you go. There's your, uh, there's your twenty-three million. <laughs> Did he th- toss his helmet in the air? <laughs> I, I don't know. It was Celebrate. it was just kind of sad. Like, oh yeah, Chris Davis. Yeah. And there's about four. We have seen this a little bit more lately, though. Where it used to be, when you'd see these guys get older, they they would still hold on to their on-base percentages. Mm-hmm. Because they would have the keen eye, but like Votto was down to like what three three fifty on base percentage this year. Who yeah. holes, of course, is the great example of the guy who you know lo- dropped below three hundred or is at three hundred on on base percentage. When this guy was like in his peak, was a four twenty yeah. on base percentage yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Well, I loved uh, uh, one of the quotes from him. You know, he's what forty years old now, forty one. And he yeah. said that and only, uh, he only feels... 16 years left on that contract with the Angels. <laughs> <laughs> and he said that it, this he felt really good at the end of the season because he was healthy for the first time in a few years and that he was able to play the entire season without any, you know, major setbacks. And he felt really good going into next year. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's I, I mean, if I was making 30 million dollars a year, I'd be very excited about the next year. <laughs> But I, I get the impression that Chris Davis isn't. I think it, it weighs heavy on him. Uh, but he probably should um, uh, talk to um, uh, Ellsbury and just see how he's he's managing. I mean, that's the thing is Ellsbury's got the right idea. Just keep pretending to be injured, right? Then the right. team collects the insurance. <laughs> is Doesn't there that any hope of him ever getting on? Or is that solely because... The Yankees are like, if you even remotely try to get back into a ball field, we forfeit our insurance money. So we'll hit you with a bat in the back of the legs if you do that. I mean, that's how I would run the team. I don't know how the Yankees <laughs> are doing it. But, yeah. Like, because he hasn't played in two We don't want to pay right? you $25 million. <laughs> so I, 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 that's like the, the curse of the Ellsbury that the, yeah. the Boston Red Sox yeah foisted upon the Yankees that was a well there's also that that weird you know the Red Sox have that the that weird situation with Rosny Castillo mm-hmm. who's getting yeah. paid whatever 15 million a year and he can't be called up to the major leagues right 
So, like, would you – let's say your dream was to play baseball at the highest level possible, but you were unable to play in the major leagues because of how much money you're making. I think you take the money, right? right. At a certain, or, at, or at a certain you, point you if you're a Cuban refugee. You minor league baseball player. <laughs> but at a certain point of. if you're a Cuban refugee, don't you just say, like, <laughs> you know what? I made $60 million, Now I actually want to play gracias. baseball at the major I'll re- – what would he have to do? Would he have to, like – Opt out? Can he opt out? I don't know. I think money is a big part of the equation, for yeah. sure. Let's go over just real quick here the wins above replacement numbers for uh, Albert Pujols. Okay. Wanna, this is hilarious. So in his first season with the Angels, he was three point three. Mm. Pretty good, right? Not bad. Mm. Not, not bad. quite not the, great, the eights that he was putting up with the Cardinals, but three point three. Now, admittedly, the year before he was a three point seven with the a three point eight with the uh, Cardinals, and so they knew something was going on that this guy mm-hmm. was in decline. The right. Angels didn't care because they wanted the name for their TV contract. It worked; they made all the money. So it goes three point three, point five, oof, two point seven. Oh, there's hope. One point six, rut row. Point eight. Um, okay. I think I see what's happened here. Minus two. <laughs> minus point wow. two. And now minus point four. So in case anyone was thinking like, oh, maybe it's coming back around. No, no. it's not coming back around. Though not no, nearly as bad street. as what, whatever was going on in 2017, which I guess he must have been trying to play through an injury because mm-hmm. he had a 77 WRC plus. That means he was 23% worse Lower. than average hitting yeah. yeah not good and Bryce so Harper literally a lot of heat too for you know the season that he literally was, the that he had pool holes pool holes listen to this john literally if they had just not played him they would have won three more games in the last three years <laughs> if he had just not played any games right anyway Sorry, I just think it's fascinating. $30 million a year. Fascinating. Yes. So th- this At is least Harper much, didn't do that. <laughs> no, but Harper took a lot of heat because of how you know crappy of a year. But you know, he didn't have – his RWC number was like – and I think the like 130s, high 120s, yeah. low 130s. Yeah. And that's not like what he had done, but that wasn't awful. And I don't think yeah. you know you can point the finger at him for the Phillies. It's their pitching was their their bigger issue. And Gabe Kapler yeah, they just I couldn't get it together. That's the next name that we're going to hear. I, I think by Monday or Tuesday we'll find out that he's gone. Uh, but yeah, it's managers play a little bit of a role, not a huge role, yeah. but a you know, it's it's, it's the cohesive cohesiveness of the clubhouse. I'll, I'll, one thing that I think you have to give them some credit for is you have all these different nationalities in the clubhouse. Not everybody speaks, you know, you have Asian, you have Latin, you have obviously redneck. Is Asian a nationality? (laughs) Not national, but Asian. um, Okay. I I know I'm going to be, you know, torched (laughs) by some people for that, but different uh, uh, cultures, let's say cultures would be another another thing. The rednecks, that that was supposed to be a joke. They can, they can send letters. That's okay. Yeah. But you know that managing that is difficult, and I remember I had a friend. Uh, who Let's just spread it out ball. a little bit, John, and say that there's also hillbillies 
in the dugout in the clubhouse. There are quite a few, yeah. And crackers. Like, let's just be very clear. A little well, bit let's of just spread our it's a melting yeah, exactly. pot. Yeah, it's exactly. A melting pot for sure. No, but I had a friend that played minor league ball with um, uh, the Phillies in Detroit, and I had a chance to chat with him. And this is 25 years ago, in uh, when he was playing a game in um, Fort Lauderdale. And uh, he said that was one of the biggest challenges for him is that there was a Latin manager who focused more of his attention on cultivating the Latin players. And he said the conversations that had they had within the clubhouse and in the dugout and in the, you know in practices was all in Spanish. And he said that was because it's, it's kind of like reverse discrimination type of thing. He was he wasn't using it as a he's like but now I understand how people in those situations might feel if they don't understand what's being discussed. He goes, I just felt like an outsider. So I can see right. how that, that kind of plays a little bit of a role in, in the management of a baseball team. But, you know, now I we do have... I still uh, feel like the default language should be English in but a now United they have States in based... In the dugouts, they have interpreters. It's not no, 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 the, for sure. Have interpreters. Mm -hmm. I'm all for that. But I feel like if these players are coming from around the world to the United States to s play baseball, the mm -hmm. default language still should be English. Sure. And then, yes, have Spanish. Yeah. A, a, a bilingual uh, manager is awesome. Like, I think that's such a smart a move. Help. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's why you, know, you look at Raul Ibanez, Carlos Beltran. Mm -hmm. Like, sure. see a pattern? That, that like, again, like you're up? immediately yeah. connecting people. You know, on those levels, because I remember I always tell this story about how when I saw Raul Mondesi at spring training uh, at Dodger Town, like I had seen him in interviews before that. And he seemed like a meek, quiet person. And then I saw him like just hanging out with his buddies speaking Spanish. And he was like a gregarious. He looked like the guy who would wind up becoming a corrupt mayor, which he did. And <laughs> and and. But it was just such it's such a difference that the language like when I'm trying to speak a foreign language, I am not able to be, you know, casually, you know, whatever. I'm just trying to get the words. Yeah, I can't be conversational. I can't like I can't do jokes. I'm just like trying to get the words like I need two tickets to go to Nice, France. Uh, uh, do billet, s'il vous plaît. And then they just look at you like, oh, God, you're ruining my language, you American pig. <laughs> but they say it in French, so I don't really know what they're saying. But you know they're saying American pig. I know that they think it, John. The intentions. Right? I, I, I can tell you in my life, I have come across at least a dozen Frenchmen who thought I was an American pig. I guarantee you it is. At, and I'm telling you, I've met 13 French people. I guarantee 12 of them thought I was an American pig. Hmm. So what are your feelings on Big Poppy uh, entering the broadcast booth? Well, first of all, he's alive. Like, kudos. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a, that's, he's got a lot going for him when he, you know, versus the alternative. But, yeah, you know, like, obviously it's, you know, it's good to have some Red Sox representation in the playoffs, even if it's in the booth. Well, as long as it's not him and Pedro Martinez in the same booth, I'm okay with that. Okay, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Pedro as a commentator, but no, that 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 was a failed. He's better in the studio, um, but yeah. still, mm. 
Uh, the, 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 I just, uh, David Ortiz just never comes across to me as the, um, he, he's all, he, he always, he always comes across as he's looking for a good time. You know, he always is the right. guy that, you know, the life of the party, he wants to have fun. Um, it, it just seems like Fox has paraded these people, you know, there's Frank Thomas and, um, uh, a rod and and it's it is it seems it seems sometimes a little bit more for ratings because it's not always about the insight into the game. Yeah, I mean, look, who thought, who knew back then that he was actually called the Big Hurt because it was so painful to listen to him talk. I know. I always I thought it's because he was a big dude and hurt the baseball, but no, it's people were like hanging <laughs> out with him ears. in the in the clubhouse and like, Jesus, have you talked to Frank? Have you talked to Frank Thomas? Like, oh my god. What the, he's yeah. the big hurt, man. He'll hurt your brain. <laughs> um, but I think it's smart to bring in or someone like Ortiz because then, like you know, the Red Sox are out of the playoffs, and now here, you know, maybe you get an extra, you know, ratings unit because people are tuning in because they want to listen to big. I don't know, whatever. It's all right. about money and whatever sure. and ratings to get those Dodgers fans to or uh, the Red Sox fans to watch uh, playoff baseball. Yeah. If just for a little bit more, you know, for a little bit, yeah, the pre-game and post-game, yeah. So I didn't hear about this one. It's a little disappointing because I was had been following a little bit of the the developments with the the Oakland new stadium in Oakland, which looked really cool. Something happened right. that is putting a kibosh on this. Yeah, and there's a lot of legal stuff. So you'll forgive me if I don't know all the ins and outs and the uh, the new developments here. But as far as I can tell, like the city is suing the county to stop the sale of the Coliseum to the athletic. Anyway, it's it's so complicated. It's this just is, like this has been going on just, for fifteen years. It's such a Bay Area politics lame thing. Like no one wants this stadium. It is a it is one of the worst places in the United States. And like there's a lot of bad places in the United States. And let's just let this happen. But, you know, it's like when something starts going like this and you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars where the team is apparently going to pay for the they're going to pay for it. They're not demanding that the city pays for it or the, the county or the state or whatever. Like, let it happen. Let it mm-hmm. happen. But they're not. They want I their peace. Revitalize right? that area, too. Oh, my. I, and they're because they want to do like a whole thing. Right. They want to do like right. a whole, whole waterfront thing. Like yeah, it's really cool. Exactly. Like a beautiful like what, like what they did in um, the area. Yeah. What they just did in uh, Atlanta. They created this entire destination in Cobb right. County. Who knew? Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, last but not, I, I, I'm assuming that this is significant, uh, that yes. the Reds hired driveline baseballs. Kyle, is it body or Bodie? Body 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 okay so this is fascinating because kyle body is with a a organization called driveline baseball and what they do is they take good pitchers and make them very good they've been working a lot with trevor bauer helping to increase spin rate helping to increase uh arm strength and velocity pitch velocity and they work with regular schmoes too as a matter of fact a friend of mine is friends with a a or was friend, or he is friends, but he, I don't know if he's still a prospect, but he was a prospect with the angels and he had uh, hurt his shoulder and was trying to, couldn't get up above 88. And he had been throwing in the low nineties when he was, you know, considered a good prospect. And I was just like, I had just studied up on uh driveline baseball and I was like, go 
check out driveline baseball because they can help get that player, that good pitcher up to that next level that you need to be in order to be a major leaguer. You know, like you can't be throwing 88. You got to be up in the 91. So they've been able to add velocity. And now they work with Trevor Bauer a lot. And now all of a sudden the reds where Trevor Bauer is now a pitcher Mm -hmm. is bringing, are bringing in the, uh, the reds is, or the reds are the reds uh, is the reds are, they are, (laughs) Right. The Reds are, the Reds organization is right. bringing in Kyle Body to be heavily involved with their pitching development. So we'll see. I mean, the the Dodgers have been doing a Kyle Body driveline baseball type thing with their guys, and that's how Walker Buehler jumped from no name prospect to you know throwing ninety nine, right. and now yeah. one of the, you know and like Josiah Gray and Dustin May and like all these guys that they're like here come the Dodger you know, starting pitchers of the future, they're all guys who kind of came into the organization with like good stuff and good velocity. And now they have very good velocity. So it's, mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see how the Reds, if the Reds are able to sort of match that, that the Dodgers have done um, and match what driveline has done. It's just, a, it's interesting, interesting evolution of the game and the, the pitching process It's not just like, Oh, well here's, here's when to throw a slider it's like, well, here's mm-hmm. how to throw a, a better slider, and here's how to throw right. a, you know, a, a fastball with more movement. It's more mechanics and uh, velocity uh, increase. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Cool. That's headlines for this week. Let's move into starting nine. This one sounds like Let's it's going to be fun in honor of the NHL season, which kicked off this week. Nine players with hockey movie names. Should be good. Yeah. No. So this is bad. Um, and this is one of the worst ones I've ever done. So oh, let's great. just breeze through this. Yeah. So it's nine players with uh, base with. Uh, are there nine that share movies? names? There are. There are. I can um, think of three. But there's I'll, actually I'll more. You. Well, here's the thing. Sequels? There's a few franchises, right? Right. Yes. Right. Like okay. the Schmidty Schmucks. Right. Um, right. Not to give away one of my uh, things here, but there's. It's it, it's thin. John, I'll be honest with you. It's a little thin. Here we go. Okay. Thanks for the setup. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to. This is not fun. Pat Mystery Valeska. Okay. Pat Valeska. That now that to Mystery me that Valeska. is good. That's a good okay. one. The name fits. Um, the movie fits. It's good. Paul Goldschmidty Ducks. <laughs> so there's your franchise. Like Paul Goldschmidty Ducks, Ducks too. <laughs> Paul Gold Schmidty Ducks three. All right. Okay. Um, Alex Young Blood. Good. Right. Okay. Young Blood with uh, Rob Lowe. Yeah. Uh, Rob Lowe with his uh, the poor man's latte. We right. told that right. story a couple of times. Uh, Jake. Uh, oh, Jake Goonis instead of Jake Junis. Goon. Okay. Which is actually mm-hmm. a good movie. Um, Sean Michael, William Sean Scott. Scott. Yes, William yeah, Scott. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the sequel, but I like the uh, the the first one. Uh, Slap Scott Kingery. Okay, good. Slap shot, right? Had to be there. Uh, yeah, Carson Miracle. Miracle. Okay. Okay. Kelly Carson Kelly. Anyway, man, it's awful. I know. Uh, Brent Sudern Death. <laughs> okay. Sudden Death. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's terrible, right? Because is that even really a hockey movie? No, but there's hockey in it. 
in, and it's like so it's it, overtime goal is gonna blow up the bomb or whatever anyway here's right. another one that's not really a hockey movie uh the cutting edge win encarnacion okay <laughs> cutting edge he was a hockey player edge win mm-hmm. the cutting edge db sweeney who was on a flight with me in first class to cancun for uh y2k Party. long story Okay. Um. Uh, and last but not least, but maybe the least, Mitch Happy Gilmoreland. Okay, that's a good one. He's with those. Because he's a little hockey in that, right? He does a yeah, little hockey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I liked it. You did okay. golf clap for that. All right. Okay. A hockey clap. You did so, golf. Uh, a Happy Gilmore golf clap. Happy Gilmore golf clap. There you go. That's a great movie. Fun movie. Yeah. Not great movie. Super fun, fun movie. It's okay, a great time fun. for ex- It's a great fun movie. Yeah. Now it's time for extra innings. Taking a look outside the world of baseball. Yes. Um, Justin Bieber. I thought he was married. No. But he got married like a couple days ago, right? A few uh, days ago. I, know, a week ago? I, I don't follow this shit. You know that. <laughs> you could t- you could put like and I think some days you do this. You put stuff on there and, and like John doesn't know what he's talking about. So let's just. Yeah. Let's just mess with them. Yeah, no, but for sure, this this was the thing. See, the, the way I found out about this is I didn't find out because Justin Bieber got married because I'm not really following that. But I saw the, the flashy headline that two days after Justin Bieber got married, uh, Selena Gomez, Justin Bieber's ex, posted some sexy photos on her Instagram. Ooh. I guess they were trying to tie it together, like that she was posting sexy photos, like... Right, like to get back at him or... To get back at him or something or... I don't know. Like, here's the thing. If someone gets married and your revenge is to, like, hey, I'm hot, like, yeah. But, you know, that's not married, right? Like, that's... No. I mean, are you trying to say I'm single? Look, everybody wins in this situation, John. (laughs) Except for everybody losing because we're all morally corrupt and... Right. It's awful. That's that's how we are morally corrupt... I'm I, I'm as mori- morally corrupt as the next guy. Yeah, and girl. I think we all are, aren't we? We all come are. on. Sure. So I, I heard a little bit about this uh, uh, the Nickelback connection to Trump and a tweet that Trump had that yeah. got deleted, and I don't know the whole right. context. Okay, so I, here's the deal. There's a there's a meme on the interwebs that you take this Nickelback song video and it's like, look at this photograph. Right? right. And yes, the song is as bad as I just made it sound. And he, the guy in the video puts a photograph forward. And then the meme is you put some other photo in the uh, in the thing. So okay. it becomes like a funny mm-hmm. thing. So Trump's people or someone did one where it was something with Joe no, Biden it was probably or Trump. whatever. Probably Trump because he's got the time. Well, I mean, I don't think that it was him <laughs> per se, but obviously he endorses it. Um the uh, I don't know that he has the skills necessary to like Photoshop right, into have, a right. video, um, <laughs> you know, a photograph of Joe Biden and, and some Ukrainian whatever. I don't want to get into all that stuff because that stuff's I, such a mess. The whole thing's it's, such, it's so it's crazy. Weird. It's also crazy. Um, but I just thought it was funny that like and then like so then the Nickelback's like, hey, don't bring us into your mess, and they require they do a request for Requested. you know copyright. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, thing mm-hmm. so then That's the delete the tweet gets deleted or the video gets deleted the tweet is still up 
And then everyone's just like, hey, who knew Nickelback was actually good? And like, no, they're still it's, awful. Like, this is why I get worried about with people sales, with Trump. Right? Like, people are getting like, they, people are getting so crazy about this Trump stuff that they're actually saying Nickelback is good. I'm telling you, I don't even know what to do about this country. Something's going on. Yeah, Nickelback is, an, is the Jacoby Ellsbury, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. We'll just we'll make the money. Hate us all you want. Pile on. We'll take it all. They've made a few know, pre- right? pretty pennies. There are 100 game. million record sales. Like, right. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. we're yeah. terrible. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll take it. So uh, this this sounds pretty horrible. Climate activists in England accidentally flood a street with fake blood. How do you accidentally do that? This is a, this is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. I laughed. I've watched it like five or six times. Okay, so these climate activists get like a fire truck, right? Mm-hmm. And they're gonna blast the Treasury Building in England, in in London, with fake blood. To show that, like, you know, England is responsible for all this, for destroying the climate, right? And they start spraying the building, and within two seconds, the hose explodes off of the mount and is just like, just whipping fake blood paint all over the place, all over the street. It's just dumping everywhere, it's going like nowhere shining, near the building. The elevator doors open. It's very similar it's to that. Everything. It's very similar to that. But literally touching everything but the treasury building. Almost as if they had like a sniper in there that was like, okay, shoot it right here. And then it just hose is just spraying uncontrollably. Meanwhile, protesters are standing nearby with holding a sign that says, this is an emergency. Oh, brother. That, They're that talking about you. the climate, but it turns it. It's like it's this whole Help us. farce. The Help whole us. thing is like it, if if you and I sat down to write a sketch about like the funniest climate snafu, we could never come could up never with something this one. funny. It was so <laughs> it's so hilarious. It is like a perfectly executed short film. It's fantastic. Awesome. Look it up on, I think Reuters has the video. I'll check it out. The looks on the protesters' faces as they just, as they see that they're just dumping fake blood into the sewer system. I, I, it's so fantastic. Like they might as well have just been like, let their car running and like, let it, you know, more and more carbon dioxide into the air. Like it's fantastic. So one note to this is three weeks in a row for us. What? Podcast. Oh, that's right. We're on. We're, we, this is officially we're on a roll now. This is a streak. Yeah, I, I, this I, is I'm a streak. Go with the streak. Yeah, last week yeah. was not. <laughs> this is a streak. So what's coming up next? Find out what Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are up to on the next episode of the I Could Have Been on a Contender show. 